breaking down all the plays and getting you in the action. We've got you covered all season long. Welcome to the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza. All right, everyone, we are set and ready to go on the first edition in the new year. 2023 is here and the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza is back in action. I am Justin Feldkamp alongside our BCSN studio high school basketball analyst, Dion Thompson. Dion, your first soiree into the podcast. Are you excited? Oh, man, extremely excited. You know how it goes. I mean, first of the year, get a chance to to work with you. By the way, thanks for the shout out on the fashion consult. My family <laughs> thought it was hilarious, so I appreciate it. He is a fashion icon within <laughs> yeah, right. the 419. He dresses for success. So yes, indeed. All right, the BCSN Nation podcast, you know, as always, powered by Marco's Pizza. Each Wednesday, it drops at 3 p.m., the latest episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and bcsnnation.com. We also post it to YouTube as well. Just search at BCSN Sports for all of our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. All right, as we move to this new year, we're getting close to about the halfway point of the season. Teams in our area, you play about 20, 21 games, and then it's all about the postseason. So we have some topics to dive into. We were off last week for the holidays, but we are back here in 2023. And one matchup that took place from last time we were here on the podcast at this time was on the boys' side, Rossford and Perrysburg. That game took place at Perrysburg, and Rossford came out with a win 55-53. to I think that's a bit of an upset. I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously the Battle of Wood County. Uh, but the thing is, you know, I was really impressed with, uh, with Rossford, the way they dealt with that, with that matchup zone. And they figured out the way to deal with it is to attack it through the dribble drive. And we saw Brandon Revels do an outstanding job of that. And when he did that, that allowed some of those guys to knock some of those outside shots down. The Murphys and, and all those guys really did a good job. So yeah, Revels had 21 points. Mm-hmm. Derek Force, the big guy in the middle, headed to Indiana State next year. He had 11 points. And what I was impressed with is on the road, they jumped out to an 11-0 lead. Yeah. Perrysburg, whoa, what's going on? 29-15 to at the half. Perrysburg came back in that second half. But then in the, in the final moments, in a close game like this, I think this is where both teams can benefit and learn from either mistakes Stakes or learn from how they did it. And okay, we have experience at doing it mm-hmm. in the crunch time. But they got the job done. We saw Revels make a bucket with 57 seconds left. 57 seconds and no other points were scored in the final seven seconds. Perrysburg had the ball out of bounds with a chance to either tie or take the lead, and they turned it over. You know what? I mean, when I watched the play, you have to credit Rossford, you know, because what they did was they kept the ball away from their point guard. They kept it away from Schultz. And, you know, it was a turnover at the end, so they didn't even get a shot up. You know, know. Matt Watkins was the guy I was looking, you know, to get the ball. And they were trying to get it to yes, him. Yes, they were, yep. You know, and all due respect. But credit Rossford for going going ahead with the win. And, you know, I saw Rebels, saw his interview, and I thought it was a great interview. They remembered last year. It was a close game. And they just came in hungry. But, you know, to backtrack a little bit, they were up. You're right. They spot them 11. But then that second half, you saw Austin Schultz. He, he went off. Five three-point yeah, three shots. So, you know, they made it a good game. And uh, those are games I know from our vantage point we love to see. But from a coach's yeah. you know, standpoint, they don't really like too much. But I agree with you. They're going to learn a lot, you know, how to win down the stretch. And you never know. 
Rossford with their schedule. They have scheduled some tougher matchups, and then they have some of the top teams, the Eastwoods and the Genoas within the Northern Buckeye Conference is going to test them from here until the end of the regular season. But right now, Rossford 5-0 uh, and in the Northern Buckeye Conference with a win over Otsego on Tuesday night. They're 8-2 and overall, so Rodford, Rossford and Perrysburg both still positioned to do very well going forward. All right, let's uh, shift our focus to the Three Rivers Athletic Conference here, Dion. Central Catholic, one of several area teams that played either in local holiday tournaments or went on the road to some warmer weather, and that's mm-hmm. what Central Catholic did. They went to Arizona in the Phoenix area and played in the Cactus Jam Tournament. They ended up beating a team from Ohio in the championship in Cleveland Heights. That was another two-point game. Central won 65-63. Isaiah Brenneman with 17 points in that title game. But for Central Catholic, such an important victory because if you remember, obviously, their football team won the state championship. About roughly half, a little less than half of the boys' basketball rosters made up of football players who weren't able to join the basketball Mm -hmm. team until really the first week of December. And it was important for this basketball team to gel and really form a bond on the road. Yeah, I I, I will agree with you. And a lot of people wrote Central off because Chico Johnson, obviously, their top player, is not playing. But I saw the interview also with Isaiah Brenneman, who who did an outstanding job. I believe he made all-tournament. He and Michael Greenlee. You know, they said, hey, we decided we're going to play tough. We're going to come together. Somebody had to step up, and that's exactly what they did. So you got to credit Coach Floyd for having those guys buy in. And if you if you listen to their moniker, it's about toughness. And that's one thing the football players, they bring. They're going to bring, yeah. They're going to bring that toughness. When I look at Central Catholic, that, that's that and the winning tradition. See, people don't like to talk about this, but there is something to be said for when you have a winning culture. Oh, yeah. And and that's what Central Catholic has managed to do, and they've surprised everybody, and they're at the top of the, the, the conference right now. They have uh, definitely said, okay, we're here. And keep in mind, they've gone on two long tournament runs oh, yeah. into the regionals the last two seasons. So they have some guys who have been there, done that. And, yes, there are some new faces uh, or at least increased roles for mm-hmm. some guys who maybe not gotten a whole lot of playing time last year. But that's the nature of high school hoops. But, yeah, they definitely did what they needed to do on the road uh, to get a Cactus Jam win. So hats off to the Irish as they continue their approach here in the Three Rivers Athletic Conference. Let's go to the Toledo Area Athletic Conference. The TAC, Emmanuel Christian, won their Warrior Classic. Those games were played at Lord's University, and they are off to a solid 8-1 and one start. We saw Jerry Easter Jr. He's been scoring 30-plus, 40-plus points a game, uh, but they have uh, lived up, in my estimation, to the expectations. They're off to that 8-1 and one start, undefeated in the tack. Yeah, I mean, when you have a player of Jerry Easter's caliber, you know, in that league, obviously, they're, they're doing what we expected them to do, but there's other players, too. You got Jalen Brown, you got the freshman Nate Miles, who's also contributing. You got the big guy inside, so they have a great combination to probably do some things, not just in our area, but maybe maybe get down to Columbus. I think if they can stay together, That's... I'm always curious when you have a star, and you could argue that Emmanuel Christian's Jerry Easter Jr. is a superstar when it comes to the national rankings for his age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, how much attention is he getting as opposed to coming together as the team? Yes, in the game of basketball, with five players on the court, you can have a guy take over the game mm-hmm. and will your team to a win, but I still think that chemistry element plays a key role when you get deeper into the postseason where you have some top-tier teams that you're going against. Yeah, and, and- 
we do know, you know, there's obviously some things going on, you know, over there, but they seem to be managing it well, at least from from my vantage point when I when I watch the team. And Jerry is a point guard, so that helps a lot. And he's also unselfish. So he's a guy that kids don't mind playing with because, you know, he will dump it off and, and he lets everybody get active and get involved. So like I said, and they've played a pretty tough schedule as well, yeah. you know, so they're going to be battle tested. They're going to be ready. If they can stay healthy, I think that's one of the teams in our area that can, they can get something. Done. And if they can kind of leave the distractions, the off-court distractions right. away, who knows? Yeah, easier said than done. And, yeah. and we saw injury, Jerry Easter's injury last year kind of derailed them and they didn't go deep in the playoffs at all. Okay, let's. Uh, we're going to get to two more boys' side topics within our Question of the Week segment. But first, I want to get to a couple girls' basketball notes. Notre Dame Academy made it to the championship game of a tournament that they played in over the holiday season in Hammond, Indiana. They ended up losing to Detroit Edison 49-29 in the championship game. But for Notre Dame and Coach Travis Galloway, you know, for a, a perennial power within our area, they've had a number of Division One college athletes come through there. Uh, it advanced on to college hoops, and we've seen Coach Galloway and his assistant coaching staff take several teams down to Columbus and or Dayton, depending on which year you're talking about when it comes to the state semifinals and or state championship game. But what have you seen out of the Eagles thus far, Dion? Well, basketball, like any other sport in the area, is kind of cyclical, okay? He, he had a great run, and he obviously did have some good talent. Now he may not have quite as much talent, but that, that Edison team – Talk about perennial power. Every year, they're in the Final Four, so it's going to be a confidence builder for them. They're not as big as they have been in the past, but they, they still defend well. They still do a lot, and, and we've been talking about it, but I think these, you know, when you travel with your team, it gives you, you that bonding experience. You know, you get a chance to really spend time with your team off the court, right. and the kids get a chance to learn each other, and, and, it, and that usually works out, particularly if you're having some success. So the fact that he made it to the championship game, I think that's going to be a big confidence booster for the Notre Dame Eagles. Yeah, I think a lot of teams and coaches in our area are kind of feeling out and maybe they've gotten past the point of feeling out of, okay, who are our go-to players? Right. Who are our role players? Who is drastically improved? Maybe who has surprised me and, and we've come up with some mm -hmm. uh, players who now we can add responsibilities Absolutely. to them. The Dakota Smith, the senior for NDA, uh, she's kind of been there, done that. I think a number of other players up and down the roster, as I look at it, Nina Sims. Uh, we got Sophia Van Sluten. We got uh, Amira Dupree, a number of other. Reagan Quinn, Janiah Anderson, uh, some other seniors, and up and down the list there where they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, who can be those step-up go-to players? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, I mean – this is the time of the year now. I think roles are definitely defined. Yeah. You know who you are as a team, and you just got to settle in and kind of believe and, and just play it out. Uh, because, like I said, you know, in the past, they have a tradition of winning too. So, so I never underestimate that because those young girls probably were on JV or, you know, whatever the case may be when some of those top players, when Grace was there and things yep. like that. So they've played against top competition. They're not going to be intimidated. Yeah, and it looks as of right now, Central Catholic, oh, Notre yeah. Dame, Fremont Ross, the top three contenders within the girls' side of the track. All right, in the City League, Rogers gave Celine its first 
loss on the girls' side, 48-36. to 36. Uh, Bria Johnson had 22 points, and we know Lamar Smith. We know Zaya Cook. Zaya Cook dropped 31 the other night, in case our viewers out there didn't see that, a career high. And South Carolina still the defending champs and still ranked number one in the country. So uh, Zaya always representing the Toledo area in the 419 well. But with Rodgers, um, we have seen Rodgers and Start be at the top. Start has been reinvigorated with Dane Franklin, their head coach on that side. But uh, don't take Rodgers lightly, even if they don't have that preeminent talent. You know, for the longest time, I, I think, and, and Coach Galloway was also a victim of this, you know, when you have great players, a lot of people, some people want to discount your coaching ability. And I think Coach Lamar Smith is an outstanding coach. He's been able to to take some – and he has a young team as well. There's only like two seniors on this Rodgers team. Yep. So you have to watch out. You know, it, it's good and bad. Sometimes you play the young guys, are going to make some mistakes that you have to live with. But when you get those young guys' confidence, when they start believing that they can win, particularly taking out an undefeated team, that's going to propel them. We don't know what's going to happen, but I do, I do expect to see them start – probably in the finals. Yeah, I think that uh, you mentioned the two seniors, Myla Williams and Savannah Zogwe. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Smith has been known to say, okay, I don't care if you're a freshman or a sophomore. You if you're one of the top five, you're going <laughs> to play like that about him, yeah. one way or another. So mm-hmm. I, I do like that, whether he's taking gruff from parents or not. But I appreciate the fact that, hey, this is varsity basketball. The best players are going to play no matter if you're a freshman, sophomore, Absolutely. junior, or senior. All right, so Rodgers and start on the girls' side. We think that we're going to get to um, – the boys' side on the City League right now with our question of the week. It's time for the BCSN Nation podcast question of the week. Send us your question on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook using the at BCSN Sports and hashtag BCSN Podcast. All right, we got two questions of the week. So we're going to start on the City League side, Dion. We got Scott and Start playing this Friday, so both teams coming into this one with undefeated 4-0 league marks. Uh, start with a 6-3 and overall record at last check. Scott has played a few more games. They're 6-6 six six overall, but both undefeated. And based on the standings thus far, and not only the standings, but the uh, point differential within the games that we've seen thus far in the City League, it's pretty much, in my opinion, a no doubt. It's 100% going to be starting Scott, not only in the first week of January, but come towards Ooh, February. See, I got some friends in the City League that coach. You guys heard him okay. say that. What do you, you got, Kevin? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I will say this. I think start is probably the, the best team right now. I mean, you got yeah. Stone Edwards and Hightower. Those guys are very high-level athletes. Those guys defend very well. Start has always defended well and played tough. Yep. Um, and they've, they've played a good schedule as well. So I do. I, well, we do know Start's going to be there. I, I know they play this week, correct? Yeah, uh, Friday, Friday night. So who do you think has the edge in this type I'm gonna of matchup? I'm going to say Start. I'm okay. going to say Start. Until, until you knock them off, you have yeah. to go with them. And I think if you're Scott, you, you want me saying this. Yeah. Because now you got some billboard material, Correct. you know. But, uh, yeah, I think things start. I think Hightower and uh, Edwards are too much right now. Yeah, and both seniors. Yes, Both seniors yes. who have been battle-tested. And Coach Matthew Wortham, uh, just he has my utmost respect and admiration for what he's been able to build at start and uh, all the things that he's done, not only on the court but off the court. I've run into a couple of times at yeah. the Toledo Mud Hens games when he and his program are staffing one of the concession stands to help raise money for their basketball program yeah. to allow them to get opportunities that maybe other city league programs or other schools yeah, in our area are unable to travel or take trips. They're, they're out there. They're not just taking 
charity, they're out there working for well, it. Uh, no, and also, you know, uh, Coach Wortham just had a had a loss, so we definitely want to send our condolences out, out to him. So he's going to be doing it with a heavy heart this week. But you are right. Uh, he does a lot of things uh, off the court for his guys just so they could have an experience. I remember some friends with him on Facebook as well, and he's like, you know, some of these guys have never flew an airplane. So for, forget basketball right now, as, as we yeah. learn. You know, there are bigger things, more important and he's getting these guys an opportunity to travel and see the world. So man, my hat definitely goes off to uh, Coach Wortham. And they're going up against the Scott team that uh, had a number of football players oh, yeah. also joined the basketball program. Uh, Daryl Barnett Jr., uh, a junior uh, guard position player, has come up and played really well. Uh, Carnell Smith, Champ Smith, was the quarterback on the football team. He is on the roster as well for Coach Christopher Weekly. And it's, it's a, a program that in a school that has the athletes just kind of kind of continue to develop them and you talk about that winning culture yeah. at Central Catholic flip that to Scott in kind of building that up and I always appreciate programs whether it's baseball basketball football soccer volleyball whatever the case may be the building blocks you're not going to yeah. flip a switch and go from you know a football team going from 0 and 10 to 10 and 0 that's not going to happen what I appreciate is the building because that's how yeah. everything else is in life Build, build, build. People build. go through that process. You know, you yeah. got to go through it. And the thing about Scott, if you if you've been around as long as me, I, I remember when Scott was the premier team. I mean, they they have a serious history of winning in everything. So you're starting to see a lot of alumni come back. Matter of fact, uh, Carnell Smith himself, you know, Doctor Smith, he played at Pitt. He was a part of the city championship Scott basketball team right. for two years. So he understands exactly what it is. And what it takes, and to see those guys now, like you said, the way they flipped it on the football field, you know, Coach Rasan Wilson did a great job. And I, what I like, now those football guys are going over to play basketball. See, sometimes at, at like a smaller school when you don't have a lot of boys, you have coaches pulling and jockeying for them to do this year round. Yeah. So they seem to have that piece together, and that cohesion amongst coaches from different sports, and I think that's going to help them. You couldn't have touted that from a higher mountain for me, Dion, because I'm a huge advocate for playing multiple sports yeah. at the high school level. A small, 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 small percentage of kids at the high school level go on to play in college. Absolutely. So to diversify, to get different coaches, to give your muscles rest yes. from repetition from one sport to another, uh, to develop more friendships yes. with other kids who might not play another sport, but maybe you do. And I think that is so important. And, and I think that starts, you talk about Dr. Carnell Smith, the principal there and his son there on, on the teams, how important that is for a kind of community and school-wide effort to have that be the overwhelming mm -hmm. idea and theory behind, okay, hey, let's not try to just cherry pick these players and only have them play this sport or do seven on yes. sevens year round. If yep. you're only a football player, it's beneficial for the whole school and the whole community. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it gives a chance to, to give those muscles a rest. You, you'll find when kids start getting injuries, they play one sport all yeah. the time and, yep. and they're not developing uh, di different muscles. Now, obviously I think, you know, once you get to college, you got to make a choice, but through high school, you should be able to play it all and the coaches should be on board with it. So, I think we agree on that, Justin. Yeah, and I think a lot of college coaches who are recruiting these kids are also pro multi-sport athletes, so they want that. Listen, I remember my son. You know, obviously he he had played in the Big Ten. Um, you know, he came to Ohio State, but he was on the basketball team. Didn't play much, but one of the coaches came to watch a basketball game. They like to see that, and that's what people don't understand. Some people think you have to specialize 
in a sport. Obviously, you're probably going to be better at one mm-hmm. than the other. But why not play the other sports? Have some fun. Give your body a break. Make some friendships. And, and like you say, get around different coaches. And it's important because then you really start understanding uh, people, how, to, how the world works in general. So, yeah, I'm an advocate for it as well. All right, our second question within our question of the week segment which matchup are you looking forward to the most within our game of the week, Dion, for this Friday inside Game Day Nation? Whitmer at St. John's, two of the top half, I would say, teams mm-hmm. within the Three Rivers Athletic Conference. Yeah, I think that's going to be a game. I mean, St. John's just knocked off Lima last yeah. night. On the uh, road. On the road. And we know it's tough going down 75. Um, CJ Hornbeak. He's been playing like he's been playing like a madman, you know. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to be one of the guys going to be talking about for Player of the Year. But then, for Whitmer, you you have Antoine West, who is, he, you know, what I like about him? He's very quiet. He let he just talks on the court. You don't really see much. And and I know his grandmom as well, so he comes from humble beginnings. Um, but Whitmer St. John's, that's going to be a great game. I know a lot of people weren't high on on Whitmer initially. I, I mean, I'm talking about us, yeah. you know, because we just didn't know what they had. We knew they had West, but we weren't aware of Janes, and then the big six-six guy comes in. But the thing that St. John's will have to do, they're going to have to deal with that pressure because Whitmer's going to pressure you from yes. the beginning all the way to the end, and that's their style. They're going to wear you down. If you could deal with that, then you have a chance at success. Yeah, and Whitmer got a win on Tuesday night. As you take a look at the updated standings, uh, Central Catholic 3-0. and They pushed some of their league games further in because of the football team success. But uh, Finley 3-1. and You got Lima Senior dropping to 2-2. Two and two. Whitmer is 3-1 and within the league. St. Francis 1-2. and two. Uh, St. John's improved to two and two with their win at Lima Senior, so they are five and five overall. But with uh, St. John's, and you talked about C.J. Hornbeak, uh, they're they're kind of in that same phase of okay, who are our guys? Who yeah. are going to be our consistent starters? Who's going to be our role players off the bench? And then for the Whitmer, you talk about the big six 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 guy. That's Carter Lowe, another football player going to play basketball, uh, and they looked pretty impressive, albeit against the St. Francis team who's still trying to build up there with Coach Kedgemarek. They already but, did something smart. He's playing a good schedule. They're 7-2 and two right now. So he's yeah. getting those guys some confidence. Correct, exactly. But with Whitmer mm-hmm. and their uh, full-throttle pressure, yeah. I know that Coach Kedgemarek said uh, after their game on Tuesday night that you know they tried to simulate it, that full-pressure attack with multiple people kind of going six on five yeah. within a practice setting. Uh, and sometimes uh, it, it, you can't really equate what it's going to be like in a real game. You, you can't. You know, I don't know if you remember those old Arkansas teams that used to play that way. And uh, Nolan Richardson? Yes, yes. I mean, those guys, and I, you know, Credit to Coach Stacy because to play that way, you have to be in outstanding condition. <laughs> so yeah. those guys will do it the whole game. They even did it. I remember the loss to Finley, and, you know, yes, Finley's been doing great, but half the team was sick, and they still played that style the whole game. So he doesn't yeah. change, so you better be ready for it. Yeah, this is a game, you know, even in the early parts of January, really every game within a conference play matters uh, because you it's not like you're in the MAC where you're playing 20 20- – league games these games within your conference no matter what time they are being played are so crucial and this i think is one of those games where the winner is going to have a large advantage over the one who loses when you look at it i mean just from top to bottom basically any of these teams could knock off there's a lot of parity in this league I agree. so i don't think anybody's going to go undefeated i don't think i think i think two 
losses, if you two to three losses should keep you in it because these guys are going to start knocking each other off because right. now we're right in the middle of the conference schedule. Yeah, I saw Central Catholic handle St. John's early on in mid-December. At Central. I was some, right, I was somewhat surprised at the point differential yeah. there. St. John's jumped out to an early lead, but then Central took it to him in the second half. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that in the sense that there's going to, I don't, I, maybe Central goes undefeated. I think the, I I don't think so. You don't think so? I no, just just because the way the league is and kind of watching the teams and I no, no, I don't think so. Cuz remember people still have to go down to Finley. That's a tough yep. place to play and you know, um, you know, St. John's, we saw Central. They did beat St. John's pretty handily, but like you said, St. John's jumped out at Central, so Central has to go over to St. John's now. Yep. So you never know. All right, we continue here. We're going to wrap things up here on the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza. This Friday, Dion will be in studio. It's been a little off-season, if you will. You and Rhett and Joel haven't been all together since, uh, I think, mid-December, so you guys will be back at it on Friday. All together, the trio again. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, uh, we are supposed to go in, but we had some weather issues. Yeah. And- things like that. But um, yeah, it's going to be nice. And I want to thank everybody for supporting and watching. I get a lot of text messages, a lot of inboxes. So continue to watch us. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do our thing like we always do. Game Day Nation, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And then Game Day Nation overtime, 10 to 10.30 on BCSN 2. That is because we got the Toledo Walleye on BCSN 1 this week on Friday, taking on Kalamazoo. Some other games in addition to the Whitmer-St. John's game that Deion and I were just breaking down. We also have Bowling Green at Northview, Blissfield at Bedford, Anthony Wayne, Napoleon, Bowser at Waite, St. Francis Clay, Willard Huron. On the girls' side, we got BG at Northview, Anthony Wayne, Napoleon, Clyde at Perkins, Willard at Huron, Hockey as well, St. Francis versus St. John's. All of those coming up on Friday where you're into the Northern Lakes portion of the schedule and with varsity girls, varsity boys play back-to-back, so it's not the standard all-boys freshman JV varsity through the month of January. Varsity both girls and boys side within the NLL. So we'll be looking forward to all of those matchups as we continue here into the new year on the BCSN Nation podcast and... Game Day Nation on Friday nights. For Dion Thompson, I'm Justin Feldkamp. Thanks for getting back in the saddle with us. Our thanks to Marcos Pizza, as always, for powering the BCSN Nation podcast. We will see you next week.